0: What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai and this is episode number 31. In this episode, we're going to talk about Max Holloway's flow state victory over Calvin Cater. We'll talk about Michael Chandler, KOing Dan Hooker, and of course, we'll talk about Diamond, Dustin Poirier, finishing Conor McGregor, and all that goes along with that. Um, Last week, I didn't drop one of these because I did a pad video instead. So you know, content, man. I'm trying to give y'all everything. It's a lot. If you like the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button, tape the like, tell a friend, pass it along. Also, check out some of the other content on the YouTube page. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, If you're in the Miami area and you want to learn how to do Muay Thai and you want to check out the gym, www.luckysmt.com or you can drop us a line at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram. I'm looking forward to meeting the last four or five people we get before we cap this sucker. Um, it's getting full and we're going to need a moment while we adjust and add a little more. So make sure you hit us up now because time is running out. All right, let's talk about the flow state that, uh, Max Holloway was in when he fought Calvin Cater. I think everybody's talking about, you know, how good his boxing was, how he moved so well, all these different things. I think that is all very relevant, but I thought Max entered into a real, real high level flow state. And the reason why is If you look at that viral clip um, of him slipping, talking to the commentators um, and then going off on his own, you know, a couple of strikes and he slipped like six punches in that, in that moment and then struck while he's having a conversation. Those, there is a flow state that people hit, right? Athletes hit. And then there is another, I think another level of that where. The athlete is actually outside of themselves, almost controlling it like a video game, not even having to be present inside of their body doing the moves because their bodies, their minds are so in sync at those moments or at that moment, at that performance, that they're no longer, you know, doing a specific thing. They're just, it's happening on its own within the rhythm and the energy of the fight. And I thought that was amazing. I think the other thing they spoke about was um sparring, cutting the sparring out, and I think you've heard Robbie Lawler talk about this in the past is it Is it a relevant idea? Yeah, like you do not need to beat yourselves or anybody else up every single day in the gym. i tie sparring is a little different because it's a little more playful, right you're just you're playing around, you're not cracking every second you get. And I think in MMA sparring, you see it a lot and you've heard it a lot in videos. Knock somebody out today. You know, I, you, you see KO videos in sparring a lot. I think you see them a lot in boxing as well. So taking a break from sparring for sure is a great idea. Is it the end all be all? I don't know if that's if that's the way to go. I think maybe, maybe, you know, Robbie Lawler said, I don't need to spar. I know how to fight. Right. So he's like working on his skills, working on his strength and conditioning, and he already knows how to fight. So he just puts those skills, that strength and that conditioning in, uh, to work. There is something to be said for timing and those things that maybe, you know, you have some time off sparring for a fight. And maybe the next fight you have to work on, you have time off because of injury. You're six months off. Maybe you need to work a little sparring in just to deal with the timing of an actual human being attacking you at a high level. So I'm not I'm not all in on completely getting rid of sparring, right? I do think that, you know, if you look at Max, I think there was a problem um, right before he took, maybe it was a Khabib fight, I don't even remember what it was, where he was having that interview and maybe it was Michael Bisping or somebody noticed that he was slurring his words. Obviously, he's been in some wars. Look, man, he's right. You only have one brain. So maybe there's camps that you go through in your fighting career that you do not need this far. Um, also, your skills, you know, they say styles make fights. So maybe also Calvin Cater was the perfect fighter for Max Holloway to enter that state that he entered. Not to say he's never been, he's always been great, but maybe he just had the perfect fighter that he just light up over and over. I thought Brian or he did the same thing to Brian Ortega. Um, sometimes you're going to have these guys where your level is st- striking is so much higher or grappling. You know, if you want to talk about that, that it's, it's the perfect storm for a guy like Max, who is always seems like he's on the hunt for, you know, this greatness. I think he's already great, but Calvin Cater went in there tough as nails. He was there for it. Uh, Max was there to dish it and Calvin Cater was there to take it. And I think that also had a lot to do with him being able to enter the state. I think that you've seen it before. Uh, Khabib, when he was beating up Michael Johnson, he had him on the ground, and he's talking to Dana through the cage, and he's talking to Michael Johnson. And it doesn't seem like he's, you know, there's the effort there was minimal because he was just in this place where you, he was not there to be stopped. Um, Floyd Mayweather had a conversation with commentators outside the ring when he heard them talking about the Super Bowl. So he listened in on the conversation. I don't remember who he was piecing up, but he's piecing them up the whole time. And then it's like, yeah, take the Patriots. And, you know, there are moments and there are athletes that can enter a place that not everybody can get to or not everybody does get to. But when they get there, it is exceptional. It is beautiful to watch. And you know you're watching something special. You've probably seen it in uh, Anderson Silva. You know, it's just, you've seen it, but it's amazing every time you see it. And I love that situation. I mean, I, Jordan, and I think to come fly with me, maybe back in the day, he talked about, you know, the rim becoming, just getting so big that he just, he, everything went in. It couldn't miss. Um, That flow state is a real thing and it takes hours and hours of dedication, practice, and allowing your mind, body, and spirit to become one in some real geeky martial arts shit, that's really what happens. And you see it. It cannot be denied. It is a real thing. And uh, Max Holloway put it on Calvin Cater. And that's legit. You can go back and watch him talking. I'm the best boxer while he's slipping punches. And then, ha-ha. I mean, I pretty dope. All right, so Michael Chandler knocked out Dan Hooker. Um, rather quickly, and people were, I think were, first of all, they were congratulating him. It was an amazing debut for the UFC. Um, Also, I think there was a little bit of surprise. I don't know, I I watched some videos and uh, prior to the fight, and people were, Dan Hooker's gonna be long, he's gonna jab, he's gonna do this stuff, and I was not surprised that Michael Chandler was going to bring the fight to him the way that he did. Michael Chandler's been waiting for this opportunity to fight in the UFC for how long? He's fought in Bellator and won titles and lost titles and taken tons of criticism. He took criticism for being the one that came to the UFC instead of, you know, one of the Pitbull brothers or whatever the case may be. But Michael Chandler has worked his ass off for this. Um, I was not surprised that he was going to be super aggressive and be a dog in there because that's the way he fights. He is not a you know laid back and relaxed kind of dude and allow you just to do whatever you want to do. He's going to bring the fight to you and you got to be a little bit prepared for that. And not to say that Dan Hooker was I don't even know exactly, you know I haven't heard of what he his thoughts were. Uh, but it looked to me as if Chandler immediately was in his face and trying to not ever let him get established, which is exactly what he needed to do being the smaller guy with, uh, against the guy with the longer reach, longer legs, all that stuff. You cannot allow them to establish the distance in space and time. Once they do that, it's hard to break through that sort of, you know, invisible shield that is their jab, their teeth, their jab, their teeth, the high kicks, the low kicks while they're moving away. It's, It's a hard space to close. So you have to close that early. And I think he did that. For people that were surprised at this, if you've ever seen Michael Chandler's social media, this dude does two things. He takes care of his family and he trains. That's it. So if you ask me, that to me showed me everything. He had to listen to all these people say he wasn't good enough to be there. He wasn't good enough to leave Bellator. Probably heard people tell him he wasn't good enough to win titles in Bellator. But here he is on the biggest stage. And you thought for one second it was going to be a feel out. Let's try to figure this out. Let's break this puzzle. no, 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 no. I came here to win the title in this division, and I need to make a statement and show everyone that I'm not here to joke around. I'm here to win. And I believe he made his statement. So how good is Dustin Poirier? Ask Conor McGregor how good Dustin Poirier is. Um, he's better than Conor McGregor. He is. He stayed and fought. He fought the wars. He won the what interim title. He beat uh, Justin Gaethje. Like the dude is real, real good. And Connor is good, but Connor's innovation has stopped a long time ago. His innovation left the martial arts industry and went into the entertainment industry. He innovated. He said, "I'm gonna fight and cross over and fight Floyd Mayweather on the biggest stage." It wasn't like it hadn't been done before. But at that level, that's innovation. He opened some doors for people to make money. Um, Liquor Whiskey Company, he innovated. Have other people done it? Yeah, but he was the first one to really get in there and like, I'm doing this in the UFC. He innovated things. We have to remember that he was innovating in a martial arts way before. Remember he had uh, his movement coach, Playing touch butt in the park, as Nadia so eloquently put it. But after that stopped, his innovation turned into a different direction. So when he came back to fight, listen, he fought Cowboy Cerrone. Cowboy said he didn't want to be there. Look at Cowboy's last bunch of fights. He didn't. I love Cowboy, you know, as much as anybody else, but obviously, yo, know, man, the dude is out doing, building his ranch and being a dad and diving and like, yo, know, he's. His mindset now is in a different place. So to fight Connor at that time, I don't think he was even, he, it wasn't a thing he wanted to be doing. So for him to put maximum effort in, I don't, you know, I don't think we saw what we could have seen if Con- if Cowboy was really into it, which he wasn't. So to walk out against Dustin Poirier and think that y'all are going to see the same thing, man, you were nuts. You're going to take him in 60 seconds. How? In what way? In what way? Because we've seen basically everything. I haven't seen anything in your training that looks you look bigger, bigger, but Dustin has been boxing at a pretty high level, fighting at a high level. He, his heart has been tested. He is what they say, what they call battle tested. He is a gristled man now. So whatever, um, leverage you might have had over him mentally, it is no longer there. This dude doesn't care anymore. He's been through the wars. Everything that he could have seen as far as testing him uh, against another man, per se, as he said after the fight was over, there's no aura anymore. It's just another dude, another man. And ultimately, that's how you need to go into fights. It doesn't matter who you're fighting. Guys with the the big thing that Connor has, which is his aura, that's hard to go against. But... In order to beat him, that's what you have to do, right? Nate Diaz did the same thing, if you remember correctly. He was like, I don't give a F. I don't care. Connor was trying to say, oh, you do all this, the balloon animals and the gangsters. Yeah, I don't care. And he fought him that way. And I think that we saw a similar situation uh, when Anderson Silva got beat. Um, you just have to, like, not care, right? They have to be another person. Now... On the other hand, if you sign on that line and you say, I am levels ahead or above that. I don't care about your whiskey company. I don't care about your whiskey company. I don't care about your promotional company. I don't care about your movies, clothing. I don't care about any of that. And the reason being is. They send you a contract, and in that contract, it says, I'm going to fight at the highest level on this date, barring injury, of course, and that's what I'm getting this such-and-such such, you know, paycheck for. So you showed up, you brought your game, your game got stopped, stuffed, and you got finished, period. Fair play to Dustin, as you said. All that other stuff, um, inactive, all that stuff. Yo, man, I, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Dustin Poirier is a monster. He's a beast. He is a wonderful fighter. And Connor has lost his innovative, uh, mindset for martial arts. Maybe, maybe it's still there, but we have yet to see it. I've been expecting since he's been doing all this Dylan Dennis work that I was going to see some more. I don't know high-level grappling stuff. I, I just haven't seen it, and maybe it is because of the companies and all that stuff. And if that is the case, then you either need to fight opponents that aren't at the highest level just yet, which you're not going to be able to get away with, or you need to stop fighting, or you need to cut all that stuff out and dedicate 100% to you know the thing that got you that. If that's what you really want, because otherwise. It's going to be a difficult road if you look at the 55ers that are there now and all of them want your head. Now, especially that they see you're beatable. Um, I think a similar thing happened to Fedor. Once Fedor got beat, everybody was like, I got to fight him now. So, good luck on that quest to, you know, the next four fights or whatever, three fights this year and one next year, whatever the case may be. Um, Dustin Poirier is simply a better fighter right now. Period. And he proved it. Once again, if you like the show, hit that subscribe button. Keep the like. Uh, drop us a line at Lucky's Muay Thai. www.luckysmt.com Oh, I said that fast, yo. Yo. I got on my Cobra Kai shirt. If you haven't watched this last season, please watch it. I'm not on it or anything. But it was dramatic as f- And I loved it. Um, I can't wait for the next season. And check that shit in my face. Anyway, I love y'all. I'll holler at you later. I'm out of my mind. Peace.